This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. host of Beauty Now for PersonalLifeMedia.com. I host a weekly podcast on all things beauty. Don't miss the podcast on neck lifts, lasers, breast dogs, lashes, Dr. Paracone on skin, eating for beauty, and many more. Today, we have Robert Jones, a published author whose latest book is Looking Younger, and who doesn't want to look younger? I know all of our Beauty Now listeners want to look younger. one of the biggest problems for women nowadays in dealing with makeup and trying to look younger is that women are inundated with tons and tons and tons of products. Knowing what to buy is very, very hard. That's why in Looking Younger, I spent an entire chapter, quite a large chapter, on kind of going over the different products, who they're best for, what you might be looking for when you're looking for that product, and how to best help you choose the product that is going to be best for what you need. Just as your hair goes gray, it loses pigment, and that's how it goes gray. Your skin does the same thing as well. You lose color to your skin as you age. Unfortunately, you get it in little spots, but not all over. You start to lose it. And so one of the most flattering things you can do for yourself and most useful is to pop some color and add some color to your face with your blush. I find that a lot of women tend to choose a blush that's too dark. A good rule of thumb is never choose a blush that's any darker than what you flush to. So if you were to run around the block or get overexerted the shade you flush to, you don't want anything darker than that. You can never go wrong with full, luscious, glossy, sexy lips. Gloss will make your lips look fuller, and one of the things that happens once again as we get over 12 is we lose size in our lips. Also, a little more colorful as we age, a little brighter, just to add color back to our face, almost like as we're doing with our blush. Your lips and your cheeks are the two places you can really add color and life back to the face. If you have a young girl that wants to look older, put a dark on her immediately. With a lot of uh, the lines, they're coming out with a lot more, more natural shades that have a hint of color but aren't overpowering, and that's because that is actually kind of the trend. Lips that don't jump out at you but still add color in life. Welcome, Robert. Thank you. It's good to be with everybody. Thanks for joining us today. And and because this is a podcast and we're going to be listening, you are an expert in makeup. Is that correct? Yes. Well, yes, I am. (laughs) It would depend on your definition of expert, but I think I am. (laughs) Well, if you think you are, tell us how you became an expert. Um, from years and years and years of actually being in the, the industry, working with celebrities, working with magazines, but most of all, working with real women. Um, one of the things that kind of sets me apart from other makeup artists that are in the industry is I'm really great at making real women look like themselves, but look more beautiful and look younger. So it's just actually years of, of practice and actually doing it. And I have a really strong art background. Um, so I do... I. I use a lot of the, you know, basic principles of of that even in what I do. 
So if a real woman were to come to you and she's listening to this podcast and we want to get the most tips we can get for Beauty Now listeners, how would a woman start? Um, Well, first off, um, I would have to say um, it's in making great choices. I think one of the biggest problems for women nowadays in dealing with makeup and trying to look younger is that women are inundated with tons and tons and tons of products. If you walk into a department store um, and you walk into the, the, the beauty counter, they're just bombarding you with product after product after product. Um, if you go to even the drugstore, there are so many brands now at the drugstores at Target, and um, knowing what to buy is very, very hard. That's why in Looking Younger, I spent an entire chapter, quite a large chapter, on kind of going over um, the different products, um, who they're best for, um, what you might be looking for when you're looking for that product, and how to help best help you choose the product that is going to be best for what you need. So one of the first things I would look at with a woman is her foundation and concealer. Um, and what we need to think about with foundation and concealer is, first off, we need to think about skin type. Uh, are you oily? Are you dry? Are you combinational? Um, and we need to choose the foundation that's going to be best serve your skin type. That is so hard. I mean, how how do women even begin to choose that? Well, the first thing would be to determine your skin type. Um, are you dry? Are you oily? Are you combinational? Um, based on that, that is going to narrow down what you need in a foundation. What's your favorite foundation? You know, it's hard to say my favorite foundation because foundation for me is very, very personal. And that's why in the book I go through the different types. You know, there's everything from a liquid to a cream to a cream to powder to a mineral makeup, which is very popular now. All of them have good aspects to them. All of them can give you beautiful, flawless skin, which is one of the the most important things to looking younger because not not just fine lines are the biggest perception of age. Um, Actually, there were studies done and Skin discoloration is the biggest perception of age. So having discolored skin or uneven skin tone makes people perceive you as older more than even wrinkles or fine lines do. So all of the types of foundation can give you great results if you pick the right one for what you're trying to achieve. I mean, for instance, if you chose a liquid foundation, which is the most common, it it can give it can work for anybody. It gives you coverage. Um, you can build the coverage. Um, but if you're someone that wants more coverage because your goal is for a more flawless uh, complexion, a cream to powder or something with, with more or a, a whipped cream like a souffle type um, consistency will give you more coverage. Or if you're someone that just wants to look more even but doesn't want to feel like you're wearing a lot of makeup, a mineral foundation is a great choice for you. So it's, it's determining what you need and what you want. Um, you know, I, I love foundations from God, almost everybody. Um, L'Oreal makes a great one. Bobby Brown makes fabulous foundation. Or Mercier makes great foundation. Clay de Poe makes great foundation. Not only do you have to think about what you need, but you, for a lot of women, especially these days, you've got to think about budget. Um, I would say, though, that, that um, one of the best things um, to spend money on would be foundation and concealer um, if you're going to splurge. That would be my splurge. Uh, I agree, 100% agree. And, and and that tell us about dark circles. How do you cover those? What's, the what's your best dark advice? Dark circles is choosing the right shade of concealer. Um, depending on your skin tone and the shade of your dark circle, if it has a lot of blue to it, you're going to need something with a bit of yellow to it to counteract that blue. Um, you've got to choose the correct concealer. 
You want to make sure you choose one that is moisturizing enough if you tend to have fine lines underneath your eyes because concealer can draw attention to those fine lines. Um, And then you need to make sure and apply the concealer only to the discolored area because if you extend it past that darkness, it's going to lighten skin that's already the right color and you're back to multiple shades of skin so you've concealed nothing. So it's a matter of putting it exactly where you need that concealing. But if you have just slight discoloration, it could be just a matter of a couple layers more foundation in that area, which could conceal it as well. And other tips that you have in your book, which I like, is the IPL photo facial, which does help with discoloration, and it's a very easy facial that you can get in a surgeon's office. Yes, definitely. Just keep in mind that... Under eye dark circles is not about something um, as topical or as um, pigmented um, as those type of facials do the most work on. Sometimes it is something that is so, it, it can be um, caused from sinuses, just different things that that, that facial exactly. may not take care Exactly. So it may not take care of dark circles. It can, it can help everything else. But dark circles many times is something that's more hereditary. It's more... Um, so and allergies, too, you're right. You just, allergies, I mean, one yeah. thing I read a long time ago, and you can correct me, and cosmopolitan is that, it, you know, it could be allergies. And I found if I got dark circles before a party, I'll take a half of child's Benadryl the night before when you're going to go to sleep because obviously it makes you a little tired, and that's yeah. why I take the children's tablet. But you'd have to check with your doctor before doing anything like that. Always. But it really does help. And, yes, and, and you need to get diagnosed, too, I mean, why yeah. you have it. Yes, and and actually they're they're discovering that that dark circles many times is a form of bruising underneath the eye, and so a lot of your products with vitamin K in it actually help as well, depending on what your dark circles are being caused from. Well, that's that's a good tip. And then, so when you move past the foundation, tell us about your blushing and stuff like that. Well, I I think that well I know that one of the the worst things that God does to us as we age is just as your hair goes gray, it loses pigment, and that's how it goes gray. Your skin does the same thing as well. You lose color to your skin as you age. Um, unfortunately, you get it in little spots, but not all over. You start to lose it. And so one of the most flattering things you can do for yourself and most use, useful um, is to um, pop some color and add some color to your face with your blush. Um, one of the most important things with blush, though, I have to say is I find that a lot of women tend to choose a blush that's too dark. Um, a good rule of thumb is never choose a blush that's any darker than what you flush to. So if you were to run around the block real quick or get overexerted, the shade you flush to, you don't want anything darker than that. And also always choosing a warm shade of blush, a warm undertone, a bright apricot, a, a soft peach. Um, those are shades that are very complementary to your skin as you age, age and universally complementary to all skin uh, undertones. Um, it will give you a great little flush like you had a really good night last night, whether you did or not. And where do you put that blush exactly? And we're not talking about the tan or the, or the bronzer. We're talking about, right, the blush. We're there. talking about blush. And But for me, bl- blush is a two-step process. It, you need a bronzer and then you need a blush. Your bronzer, which you would apply first, would go on your cheekbone, back towards your hairline coming towards the apple of your cheek. But the bright, beautiful color simply goes on the apple of your cheek. So if you were to smile and you were to take a big, fluffy blush brush, if you were to take that and brush it back towards your ear, you would get the concentration of color on the apple of your cheeks, which gives you that really beautiful glow. And where do you put the bronzer? The bronzer goes actually on your cheekbone, so starting from the um, 
back of your cheek, you would come towards your apple right along that cheekbone. And then you can also blend it up onto your temples and down onto your jawbone for a little bit of extra added color. Do you prefer to put the bronzer on first or the blush? I prefer to put the bronzer on first. If you can't find your cheekbone, a really good way to do it, um, which I find works universally for everybody, is if you were to smile, take your index finger, place it on the center of your apple. Then if you were to take your thumb and place it where your ear connects to your head at the top, bring your thumb towards your index finger, you will find your cheekbones. You'll know exactly where to put your bronzer. That's really good advice. And your book, Looking Younger, has such beautiful pictures in it, and we're going to give the information on personallifemedia.com how you're going to be able to purchase your book. And I also go through that exact with pictures, that exact finding your cheekbone in the book as well. They're gorgeous, gorgeous pictures. Thank you. And, and really unbelievable makeup. And I want to talk about brows next, but I think we're going to have to take a little commercial break, and we're going to be right back with Robert Jones, looking younger. We're going to be back with tips for your brows. Hold on. We'll be right back. Personallifemedia.com. Listen to Living Dialogues, thought leaders in transforming ourselves and our global community with Duncan Campbell, visionary conversationalist, bringing you the best in new paradigm thinking on personallifemedia.com. This is Terry Struck, host of Personal Life Media and Beauty Now. Welcome back, Robert Jones. Looking younger, we were just talking about tips for our face. How can we look younger, Robert? Please help us. Well, there's so many ways. And one of the things you mentioned right before we left was brows. And I'm a big believer in fuller brows make you look younger. And unfortunately, one of the cruel things that happens as we age is we tend to lose those brows. So um, creating a fuller brow can help you look younger. And it's very easy to do by simply layering pencil and then following it with a bit of brow powder, which is a colored powder, the same color as the pencil, to help make it look more natural, last longer, and um, give you more coverage. Um, in the book, Looking Younger, I go over you know the basic ways to find where your brow should be. Um, but in filling it in, just always remember that our goal is to mimic natural brow hairs. So the sharper the pencil, the better the application. You want to do little hair-like strokes in the direction that the hair grows and then follow that by brushing over it with a, sh- a short, stubby, angled, stiff brush um, with your brow powder to fill it in even further. Well, and also I would like you to advise our listeners about or advise them against going to, let's just say, the nail salons and <laughs> you know how they wax your brows and they're, they're yes. gone. Yes. They're gone. So you really need to go to a professional. You really need to go to a professional. Um, The the worst thing you can do is over-tweeze your brows because, unfortunately, when you wax your brows, 
um, if you pull your if you pull the hair out in the opposite direction as they grow, they could grow back not correctly. They could grow back sticking out instead of laying down. So the last thing you want to do is over wax and have them pulled out in that direction. It's important to find someone that specializes in brows. Um, and also, I would suggest um, actually trying to find someone in your area that that threads versus waxing because the threading is a kind of a custom from the Middle East where they take a thread and they tweeze with the thread and it is less harsh on the skin, whereas the hot wax on the skin can pull layers of skin off whenever you wax. And you can get burned. You can get burned. And I personally, this is just my personal feeling, I think over years and years and years of using a hot wax, it could lead to some crepiness of the skin because you have tortured it by burning it so many times. Exactly, and and I would actually spend the extra money doing the brows. I think we can save money on some products and and your tips and things like that, but one thing I wouldn't skimp on is your brows because they're just right there. It's it's, it's way up there, (laughs) and if you're going to spend some money and you're going to pamper yourself, that would be one of the first things I would do because they are the first thing people see. They are the frame to your eye. They're the expression to your face. Um, they're, They're so important. Now, what do you think about tattooing your brows? You know, I'm not a big believer in tattooing on makeup simply because what you want on your face at 35 is not what you're going to want on your face at 65. Um, Also, where your brows are at 35 is not necessarily where they're going to be at 75. So um, I think if you have none, I can understand the desire for some tattooing. I would just definitely strongly suggest that you have them tattooed on a little paler than you do you think you need them? And then it just kind of gives you a guide as to where to apply your brow color um, so that you can add to it. But then that way you have a little something when you have no makeup on without being too severe. Right. And then my advice, too, would be go to a nurse practitioner who really, really knows what you're doing. Because what you're saying is true. You do not want to be stuck with some color or tattoo on your face that you can't have removed. Exactly. It has to be done so professionally. Lots and lots and lots of samples of people they've done. Um, Don't just randomly pick someone. And that's another place, that's another time when don't find the cheapest. You want to find the best. Right. And the best usually costs money. Especially Um, if it's going to last. Yeah, especially if you're going to be stuck with it for a long period of time. And then, if you can, find pictures of how your brows used to look when you were young so that she can maybe mimic the shape when you still had them. Um, if it's something that you had at one time and then you no longer have, rather than giving you a standard shape that everybody has. That way it, it, it's your personal shape because that's one of my biggest things with brows. I think women try to make their brows match someone else's brows rather than making them the most beautiful they can be for who they are um, and using their natural growth pattern to shape their brow. What do you so, suggest with color? You know how people lighten, you know, some people lighten their hair. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not saying who, but um, <laughs> would you suggest that they have their natural brow color or would you lighten your brows as well? I'm going to say it's going to depend on how you lighten. If you're just doing some some highlights that are few and you've still got a lot of your natural color going through, your natural color can work. But if you're doing an overall choosing a lighter shade, choosing to be blonde, you're going to need to lighten your brows. Your brows should technically, in order to look their most youthful, should be the same shade as your hair or a shade lighter. Um, Now, I'm not talking about natural blondes or women that are are silver or gray-haired because they're going to naturally be darker. But for, for medium blonde and darker, you never want them to be darker than your hair color because then it looks harsh. 
So if you're choosing red as your natural color, have your brows tinted to match your hair. If you're choosing blonde as your natural hair color, have them lightened a bit so they're they're closer to, to what you're going for. Well, for those of us on a budget, how would you go about lightening your brows? Another one of those things that you don't <laughs> skip on. You yeah. don't do that. The worst thing you'd want is to walk around with orange eyebrows <laughs> as you try to lighten them at home. Well, Halloween's <laughs> coming. So. Yeah, Halloween's coming, so it, it, it could be a, uh, a Halloween theme. Right, <laughs> if you really mess up. So that's yeah. true. You want to go to a professional. You want to go to a professional. There, there are certain things that you can budget, you can do on a budget, and there are certain things that you've got to um, just spend the money on to, to look your best. That's true. That's so true, and that's always really good advice. Yeah, tell us about save lashes. Money on a lipstick, save money on a lip gloss. A lipstick, spend money on on your on your um, brows, on your foundation, on your powder, on your concealer. All right, tell us about lashes. Oh, lashes, 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 lashes long, lashes. lovely lashes. That's yes. what we want. Um, it's one of my my biggest things. You know, I have a a joke. I have one. I have five words to say about eyelashes, and it's curl, 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 curl. Um. <laughs> There's no quicker, faster facelift than curling your lashes. Um, even if you think your lashes are naturally curly, you would be surprised at how much more opened up your eye will appear once you curl your lashes. It literally lifts everything. Eyelash and, curler, then. A must for the list. Okay. A must for the list. And there's so many variations out there nowadays. If, if a crimp curler scares you, there's a, a heated one that works after mascara, so you don't have to crimp them. I mean, there's... A huge number uh, of them. Um, but thick, dark, luscious lashes could be all you do for your eyes, and it could do wonders. I love um, lashes. Yeah, so. I think one of the biggest mistakes women make as they start to, I like to joke that women are either over 12 or under 12, and when I say 12, I do mean 12 times 5, 12 times, <laughs> 12 times 7. But one of the biggest things that women stop doing because they give up, which is the biggest mistake, is curling their lashes as they start to age. They think, oh, why bother? It can do as much as it's pushing some of that lid back that's starting to fall. It opens everything up. And then thick, dark, luscious lashes. I think your lashes are 80% of your eye makeup. And if you've got dark, thick, beautiful lashes, it's going to immediately open your eye up. And plus, when you wake up in the morning and you have great lashes, it's it's great because it, it really is. you don't need much more makeup than you lashes. Know. Lashes and a little lip gloss and a little brow color, and you're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah, most of us know. And we did have um, the lady that Dan Marini who did Revita Lash, and I've seen amazing results with Revita Lash. Amazing results. I mean, I've, I've accused my friends of having lash extensions. Oh, you've got lash extensions. Or no, no, it was Revital Lash. So I love that. And so what type of mascaras do you love? Oh, God, I love so many. Uh, mascara is one of my, my things that I carry, actually, about eight of them in my kit. <laughs> um, if you're on a budget, I love Maybelline Lash Discovery. I love Maybelline. Yeah, Maybelline Lash Discovery is amazing. It has this little bitty wand, so you can really get details, but it still builds. So if you're on a budget, that's a great mascara. If you have all the money in the world and can really splurge, um, I have everything from, from Clinique uh, Dramatic Lash to um, um, Chanel uh, Instalash. Um, there's so many. The main thing to remember about any mascara that you use, because I think this is where women run into issues with their mascaras, where they run into clumping and thick and, and caking, is you've got to get in, you've got to replace it at least every three months. If you're using a, a, a formula that builds, 
which means it is adding particles to your lash, you need to replace it probably every two months because that formula dries out faster. And the fresher it is, the better application you're going to get. Also, when you pull a wand out, when you pull, uh, open up a, a tube of mascara, that wand has too much mascara for most women to control. If you could clean or clean some of that, that product off, it will enable you to get it on smoother, less clumping. You'll have better control of it. That's really good advice. I've never heard that. That's great. Yes. No matter what brand of formula I've ever used, when I pull that wand out, that's more product than I need. Um, And so I just, not that it's the best thing to do, I scrape it on the top of the tube. Or you could take a cheap tissue or paper towel, and I say cheap because if it's too nice, it's going to have a lot of lint to it, and just wipe some of that product off before you start. And do you do any eye pencil before mascara or after? Um, Eye pencil would go... You know, there's no there's no definite have to as to your order. Um, I would say for me, I do mascara first because I like to see what, what I'm going to get from my mascara, how much I can get out of the lashes, and then that will determine how much pencil I may or may not want because of what more I need for the pop I need or the, the intensity I need. So if someone has got really naturally thick lashes, I'm going to need less pencil. If someone's got very sparse lashes that aren't really showing up, I may need more pencil, but I also need to make sure I smudge that pencil out to make it look like it's really thick lashes. What's your favorite pencil? My favorite pencil, (laughs) um, you know, um, if you're on a budget, I would say Mary Kay has a great eyeliner pencil, and I say that because it smudges or it stays put depending on what you want to do. It's waterproof. Um, If you're not on a budget, I would say I love Lancome. I love Lancome. And I also love Scott Barnes' eye pencil. They both have great blendability. And for me, that's one of the biggest things with a pencil is I want to be able to blend it because um, I don't want a harsh line unless I'm going for, you know, an Audrey Hepburn cat eye effect. So I always go over my pencils with a bit of, of a matching eyeshadow and a brush to smudge out that line. Because with a pencil, what you're trying to create is you're trying to create a fullness and, and um, intensity at the lash line. So you're really trying to make your lashes look thicker with your pencil, and you're trying to get that kind of pop. Um, and so I always like my pencil to be smudged. Okay, we have a couple more minutes, so we want to get to lips. Okay, lips. You're never, you can never go wrong with full, luscious, glossy, sexy lips. I think every woman needs a, a great gloss. Um, gloss will make your lips look fuller, and one of the things that happens, once again, as we get over 12, is um, we lose size in our lips. Um, thankfully, nowadays, they, they make a lot of products that will help lip glosses not bleed um, that you can use around your lips. Um, Polydorf makes one called Perfect Illusion, so you don't have to worry about um, it, lip gloss bleeding into those fine lines. And I think lip gloss is always a must. Also, you never want to use... Well, let me just say, on ivory beige skin, darker shades immediately age you. So a little more colorful as we age, a little brighter, um, just to add color back to our face, almost like with, the, with or as we're doing with our blush. Your lips and your cheeks are the two places you can really add color and life back to the face. What's your favorite products for the lips? Um, my favorite products for the lips as far as my favorite formulas or... or uh, well, what's your, you know, best advice... For Caucasian women, Asian women, you know, African-American, let's just give some um, tips right there. Uh, my favorite um, advice for African-American women is to line and fill in your lips entirely to even out lip color. 
and then gloss on top of it. Um, Asian and Caucasian women, you know, once again, I would probably say one of the tricks that I use the most is not only do I line the lips, but I fill them in with that liner to help everything last longer and also um, look more natural. I like the natural look. It looks great. And yeah. so you're saying that if you put on darker lipstick that it ages you. I didn't ages know that. You. Yes, it immediately ages you. If, you. if you have a young girl that wants to look older, put a dark lipstick on her immediately. You'll even find with with a lot of, of uh, the lines, they're coming up with coming out with a lot more, um, I don't want to say nude, but more natural shades that have a hint of color but aren't overpowering. And that's because that is actually kind of the trend, lips that don't jump out at you but still add color in life. You know what I like is that Benetint. It's like a little red um, yes. cherry stain. Yes, you just have to make one. sure that you exfoliate your lips regularly in order to make it go on evenly. Okay. And I always like to um, put a, a little gloss right on top of it, a clear gloss. I'm going to um, do that today. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, a couple ways to exfoliate. Um, the easiest way to exfoliate your lips, and I suggest this for every woman, to keep them plumper constantly because even any dermatologist, any plastic surgeon would tell you, even with your skin on your face, one of the most useful things you can do is to exfoliate. One of the easiest, because it makes your skin regenerate, um, one of the easiest ways to exfoliate your lips is to go ahead and brush them when you brush your teeth. Just oh, good idea. Brushing, and it will get all that dead layer of skin off, which is what can cause the benetent not to go on evenly. Good idea. That's another really good tip. What's any more tips that you have for us? Um, have fun with makeup. Uh, don't take it too seriously. Try new things because one of the biggest mistakes women make is stopping and getting stuck in a look that they had in their 30s because that's statistically when women feel their most beautiful is mid-30s. You've got to constantly change, try new things. Just remember if you don't like something or it doesn't look good, it washes off. So don't be scared to try something new. If you read something in a magazine, don't be scared to try it. Also, makeup is returnable. So if you buy a shade that in a store that, that you don't feel looks good once you get it home in real life and in real lighting, it is returnable. So don't be scared to try new things and have fun. Um, and makeup is fun, and, and that's why we're so glad that we were able to talk to you today. One last tip I wanted you to share was about if you get a blemish. Yeah, that's one of the things uh, that is a quick, easy thing to make it easier to cover with a blemish is if you get a blemish, um, if there's now I'm not talking about a blemish you've picked at or there's any broken skin, but if you get a blemish um, where there's some redness being created, you can take a, a Q-tip and a little visine and apply it to that area and it will reduce the redness, which will make that blemish easier to cover. That's what I'm talking about. That's great advice. And I wish that we had more time. We're going to have to have you back for another show. I would love to. And thank you so much. This is such great tips. And you can get Robert Jones' book. Go to personallifemedia.com. We're going to link his website with ours. You're going to be able to find out how you can purchase this book, which has so many great tips to look younger. And you definitely are an expert, and you're very much fun. Thank you, and we'll definitely have you back. And also on our website, we have lots of great tools, too, as well, to help you look younger. So I'd love to be back and love to talk to you again and you're i'd love to talk to your listeners again that'd be great we're definitely going to have you back and so go to personallifemedia.com email me at teri at personallifemedia.com if you have any questions and you want to know how to get a hold of robert jones we have all that on our website thanks again robert Oh, you
stopping at the North Star Mall Hardly recognize you at all It wasn't until I heard you say hello I realized you were a girl I know You look completely different Than you did in 91 A total transformation Come on, admit it You had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get together for some fun? Kinda like it since you had a little work done Remember back in school we were drunken with kids Then I pretended that you didn't exist You were a cute thing but you couldn't be The trophy girl I wanted hanging with me You've gone from plain white bread to a honey bun I think I'd like to have a taste now Cause you're delicious since you had a little work done Had a little work done, holy smoke I noticed you, a damn near choke I think that we should get together for some fun I think I want you now, you had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done All around the town In your red convertible With the top down I heard the beauty is only skin deep They call me shallow Cause you're looking mighty sweet I never fantasized before That you would be the one But now you're in my night and day dream You're sure amazing since you had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get Together for some fun I kinda like you since you had a little work done Had a little, had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Had a little, had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Had a little, had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Had a little, had a little work done Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.